0: With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are brought to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Let's go, Plays oh it across, but Hello, everybody! Welcome to the Jersey Joe Corner. It is brought to you by Big Heads Media. It is going to be a great hockey season uh, coming right up. A lot of interesting things. Uh, Anchor FM will help you uh, start your podcast and get things rolling. It's going to be a lot smoother when you uh, when you get the Anchor app, and it's so much easier to navigate. Even. Their online website at anchor.fm is very efficient and you can do a lot of great things with it. Support for the Jersey Joe Corner podcast comes from Manscaped. They are awesome in men's below-the-waist trimming. Manscaped delivers precision tools for your kahoonies. This is why Manscaped has re engineered the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has the proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't get you in the family jewels or anywhere sensitive. Manscaped accidents are basically a fossil in the past. And don't use the same trimmer that you use to clean your face that you use downstairs. That is just gross. Manscaped has the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already use that stuff for your armpits, but why not do it downstairs? That's the most smelliest part of your body. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code BIGHEADS, all caps, B-I-G-H-E-A-D-S at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools to get the job done. Your cohoonies will thank you. Get 20% off... And free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Please use B-I-G-H-E-A-D-S all caps. Yo yo, Jersey Joe in the house with your boy Jersey Jim, what's going on? Holy haul it is over.
1: It is over. It is finally the over. It's finally over. Friday night we've been we've been waiting for this deal. He was scratched against Colorado, scratched against Arizona. Thought it was done Friday. Thought it was done Saturday and then this afternoon it picks up, and Taylor Hall is going to the Arizona Coyotes.
0: I can't believe we just uh, were both off on this day or had plenty of time on this day. Uh, as per Chris Johnston, uh, retweeted by Corey Massisak of The Athletic, uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Chris Johnston uh, put, the New Jersey Devils retained 50%. On Taylor Hall's $6 million uh, salary cap hit, Uh, Corey Massasak put out, uh, can confirm the trade for New Jersey Devils' Taylor Hall to Arizona. Three prospects plus two conditional draft picks. One is a conditional first-rounder, Kevin Ball, who plays with three New Jersey Devils picks for the Ottawa 67s is expected to be one of the prospects.
1: And that is confirmed, that it is Kevin Ball, the defenseman, forward Nick Merkley, and forward Nate Schnarr, along with a first-round conditional 2020 pick and a third-round conditional 2021 pick.
0: And basically, the Devils retain $3 million of Taylor Hall's $6 So going forward this is like pennies on the dollar for the devil's ownership. And yeah, I know exactly. Lot, I
1: mean, it's not,
0: it's, it's not, it's not much to these guys. I mean, they're billionaires. What else you expect?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, but they, they had to do the devils, had to retain 50% of the salary because the, the coyotes didn't have much cap space. So the, unless, unless an actual NHL player was coming back in this deal, um, then this is what they would have to do. And by the way, I'm just going to throw it out there because somebody on Twitter asked me about this back in the summer. I, When I was doing our rumors report for last year on hockey, I had said that the Devils and Coyotes would be trading. I just didn't know it was going to be for this player.
0: You, You know, it's like... We talk about, like, in the offseason, Taylor Hall called out, you know, Ray Sheer to make these moves. And it's like, you know, it's like, let me rewind the clock, right? So let's, let's go back to 2011 in June. And I I have viewers listening who's going to say, Jersey Joe, what are you talking about? This is a Taylor Hall trade podcast. Well, in order to start this, the, the you have to rewind the, the VHS tapes if anyone remembers those. Um
1: I mean, we can, we can go in the way back machine, as I like to say. We could go back in the time machine. Let's go back. Let, let's just let's take the story back a couple of chapters, and let's go back to the end of last season, because that's what everybody likes
0: to do. So, so here we go. Uh, put a quarter in the merry-go-round, as we all say. Uh, the Devils won the draft lottery that year to move up, I believe, from seventh to fourth overall, which they could have gotten first. Uh, they drafted a young man named Adam Larson. And in the 2015-2016 uh, regular season became the summer of Taylor Hall. The Devils traded for Taylor Hall one for one. And Hall kind of built his return on equity. And he really did. And you look at um, after this off season, the Devils try to like uh, try and, you know, wet his appetite a little bit more and make him want to stay. But, you know, he helped sink the ship in the first, what, what you want to call it, one third of the season. And he just wasn't, you know, buying into the whole, you know, coaching and all the locker room stuff. And even Kyle Palmieri's, uh wife, uh, had like a celebration of a goodbye party before the trade happened.
1: Yeah, and you know, you know, Hall he did he did well in New Jersey. You know, they won the Hart, he wins the Hart Trophy in 2017-18 season. Devils make the playoffs. All right, the, everything seems to be going upward. Then they take a step back, and I just gotta go ahead a little bit before we go back in. The summer, when he was on Edmonton Radio, he again pointed to the GM during the offseason of eighteen nineteen and said that the Devils had kept the same team going into the season, really didn't do anything. Okay, so they don't do anything. You know, they finish near the bottom of the league. They get the first overall pick, and they get Jack Hughes. And, you know, Taylor Hall had, you know, he only played 37 games because he gets injured, to in the injury, and he's out. He was still a better point-per-game player. But they weren't clicking. Okay, get to the end of the season. It's locker cleanout time. Says, we don't have enough talent on this team. Okay, general manager then, in the summer, says, all right, well, we know we're getting Jack Hughes. What do I do? All right, go get P.K. Subban. Fortunately, he hasn't been the player that he was. But it's okay. You sign Wayne Simmons, $5 million. And you go trade for... Nikita Gusev is the unknown in this all this thing. Devils look like they've gotten better. Unfortunately, he there's no extension. Shiro, there's no extension. There's really no talk of extension. And <clears> Dave <throat> Penyota comes out and says Hall's probably not going to resign in New Jersey. Okay. There was a lot this of backfire. Sense. A lot of backfire over that. But you know what? In the end, he was probably right because if you look at the moves the devils make. There's no extension. There's no even talking of an extension. And he's still talking out the other side of his mouth saying, you know, and the way he says things about New Jersey and and the Devils and all this stuff. Fine. Okay. Works. Start of the season, Devils, they don't get off to a great start. It's been documented. We've discussed it. Whatever. We wrote about
0: it. We smoked it. Well,
1: not literally, but but we, but we, we but, we've but put we've that. We've it. done that. We've we've you know we put that horse out the pasture. Come Friday, I get a text, and then the whole internet explodes. The Taylor Hall is going to be scratched, and you're like, okay, well, thinking of Colorado. That's where you came
0: not... in. You messaged me,
1: right? And I said, well, you know, it, I've been t-, and everybody's been saying if it was Colorado, it wasn't going to be Byron and I knew that. Because it didn't make sense that Colorado was just going to give up on a guy that he just drafted last year. All right. Then nothing happened. You know, he he gets pulled from the warm-up. He's not in the press box. You know, where is he? Then come Arizona. He's obviously not going to play. There's no kidding. But he's up in the press box this time. And things are picking up. But then things die down. And then you hear, well, maybe it's Florida, maybe Boston, maybe this team, that team. What's the package? What's it looking like? Then – and, and it just kept going and going and going. And and I was kept asking the same question. They can't have him, like with John Hines, they could not have him come back to New Jersey for the home game on the 18th. It didn't make sense.
0: And Tyler Kelly was correct.
1: Yes, he was correct that it was his last home game. He played in his last home game. Again, everybody has different sources on this thing. But everybody's got a piece of the action who was right, who was in on it. So that's where it is. Taylor Hall is now an Arizona Coyote with Phil Kessel, Clayton Keller, Nick Schmoltz, Connor Garland. The list goes on, and the Devils get three prospects, a hard first-round pick, a conditional first-round pick, and a conditional third-round, which could be a second if he resigns.
0: And as you know now, I have I actually paused. Uh, NHL uh, network with Ken Danico and EJ Craddick. Um and that is true the Devils did just tweet out that uh, mentioning Taylor Hall and Blake Spears to Arizona yes. in exchange so I know a lot of people are going to start you know clamoring and barking about uh, who are these players that the Devils got well listen up guys and gals I'm actually on what we call EliteProspects.com. It's one of my favorite sites that I use, so I'm not BSing anybody, but I do have a good memory. So I'm going to get to the Kevin Ball part. So for anyone who's not heard of this kid, he's a 2000 birthday, which means he's a youngin'. So he's going to be playing for the under-20 team for Team Canada. So – let me spell his name for you. It's B A H L, not B A L L. Um, he's born June twenty seventh. He's a nineteen year old from New Westminster, that is in British Columbia. He's a six foot six, two hundred twenty nine pound mammoth of a left handed shot. That means we're gonna have someone who's ready to go with Ty Smith this upcoming season. And so...
1: Yeah. Uh, That's key. Because Ty Smith will be with New Jersey at the start of the 2020-2021 season.
0: And I wouldn't doubt seeing this kid develop into something special. Uh, Ball seems to be more like a Chara type with the size and the, the physical build. Uh, I do know that, uh, right now looking at his world junior history, the, the 17s and 18s, he's got a point or two in each of those five games. Uh, yeah, he, he's certainly gotten at least one to three points. He scored at least one goal or two assists in each of those. And he goes, for the Ottawa 67s in his first year, wasn't the craziest, but he did get a goal and three assists, so he does score. And he got another one in his next season, one goal, 17 assists, and 58 games, so he's improving as he's aged. And he's and he scored 28 points in the OHL in 2018-2019. And this year, he's actually 14 points behind uh, – his 34-point total from last season. Um, But he has 40 games to go to catch up to that.
1: That's good. I mean, look, that's what you can expect from a guy like that. I mean, look, the Devils haven't had a big, rugged defenseman in a long time. Yeah, it's great you can move the puck. Big deal. You need to protect in front of the net, and you need to get physical in the corner, and this kid ball can bring it. Um. You know, Coyotes, you know, some people I've talked to, you know, you wish you could have got some other prospects out of them. But you know what? A big defenseman is hard to come by in today's NHL. And if he can turn into Chara, well, that's even better.
0: That And and if a player like that can uh, give you a team-friendly deal, like Chara did taking, like, a couple million, like like he did at his, four, like, 40-plus age-year-old self, you know that's a win for a team like that. You know, using that New England Patriots formula. I I know Patriots and formula doesn't always go together. Sometimes for some people when they're listening in.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Patriots. You know, we'll get you know, Patriots. They're cheating again, but you know, but that's <laughs> a that's a that's a that's a different thing for uh, for a different for a different day, time. Bro. This is all about Taylor Hall, the trade. <laughs> like you said, like you said, at the beginning. To recap it, you know. It's funny because I you know, I wasn't sure if I was in around today, this and that, but you know, once this once this was I like, getting text and I saw everything going out, I was like, I gotta make time uh for this to happen and it did. And you know what? <laughs> it's great. I mean we have more breaking news on the podcast and Taylor Hall to Arizona you know, who's most likely his destination anyway on Saturday or probably haggling over something. But, you know, it was funny because I was listening to Panyota and Bernstein and uh, Peyton, a bunch of guys on the hot stove on Saturday on SiriusXM, And I called in because we were talking. And Dave had said 24 to 48 hours after Saturday that they believed it was going to get done. So it's done
0: and And I'm sure your source was a hundred and percent right that we were not going to get Byram and I told Nick volano that my editor in chief my e i c and before I said we're going to do a podcast tonight uh i had i was texting you early in the day that I was i mentioned ball in my upcoming article it's going to be posted tomorrow, but he, uh Nick Volano is going to do his addition towards um my piece tomorrow because it involves Taylor Hall ball and the Arizona Coyotes in that and how the devils are moving on, just moved on from Taylor Hall rather.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do something um, tomorrow or tonight or whenever I'm going to actually break down um, on last one on hockey, the players that uh, the devils are going to be getting in this, uh, just looking at them. Um, and then obviously I'm gonna post our uh, podcast as well, linking in the boys' story because you know we stubbed it already, and so we knew it was coming. So I'll, there's gonna be a lot of anal- analysis on this all night long. Ah, uh, I wish we had a TV show to take it to take us all night because this is, <laughs> it, there's a lot there's a lot to dissect here. Um, but as you said, as we've said uh, in the past, hold on here. As we said in the past, you know, over these last two games, the Devils have looked
0: a lot better without Hall in the lineup. I honestly feel the locker room is a lot cleaner, a lot fresher. And speaking of cleaner and fresher, I want to talk about that kid Nate Schnarr. So, uh, according to Elite Prospects, really great site. Um, he's a February twenty fifth birthday. He's ten years younger than I. So he's six foot three. 181 pounds from waterloo ontario we have listeners from ontario as well as newfoundland and labrador so especially all over canada they're starting to listen in um this kid is uh he's a 2017 third round 75th overall pick by the coyotes um he was in the greater ontario junior hockey league he got 26 goals and 28 assists in 45 games uh, that year in 2015-2016 season when the Taylor Hall trade uh, began to occur and he uh played for the he played for the Guelph Storm in the OHL in his first season he had 4 points in 6 games um he had a, a blend of 18 points uh in goals and 18 points in assists so that's 36 points in 54 games in his first full season with Guelph he played in the world junior uh, under 18 for the 2016-2017 Canada team. So then his uh 17, 18 and 19 seasons, he had 20 he had uh 39 102 and now nine points with the Tucson Roadrunners in the AHL.
1: That's I mean those are good numbers. And from uh, talking with a buddy out in Arizona, uh guy right with that um he's actually seen some time um up there. So um you know these are this is a good a good return for the devils. I mean, you're getting more prospects, you're building more. Um and for a guy that's gonna walk in June for Arizona, I mean, yeah, you're giving up four or five pieces but there's also a chance he resigns because the Coyotes are in a playoff spot right now and they're playing well. And, you know, it's funny, they, they, all the hype around Phil Kessel being there, he hasn't done much. I mean, he's starting to heat up, but Keller's drifted off and, and, you know, Garland's there. And Hall might come in and bring and take off, take some of the pressure off those kids and those <clears> players. <throat> I mean, not to say, you know, he's not going to garner the attention, he will. But that may allow Kessel to get going because what did Kessel have in Pittsburgh? Gino Malkin right down the middle.
0: And Gino, you know, being a big physical center, who could also play wing at times depending on if he had another person on his wing. Or, or he was playing could... with
1: Crosby up at the top line. I mean, so, but it, it makes sense because now if, if Kessel and Hall are together, you know, or however they do it, it frees up one of them.
0: It allows them to play their game. And, you know, speaking of playing their game, I know it's still the Taylor Hall thing, but also that other piece in the trade that the Devils got, um, I have to mention the other kid, Nick Merkley. And uh, he's the brother of Jay Merkley. And he's a twenty he's a May twenty-third birthday from ninety seven. He's twenty-two from Calgary, Alberta, in uh Canada. We have listeners from Alberta. He's five foot ten, hundred and ninety four pounds. He's a right uh his center uh that came in the trade just recent. Um he's a right wing and a center. Um from two thousand fifteen he was a first rounder in the thirtieth overall position. There's a scouting report written um per Curtis Joe from 2014, a playmaking center that has an excellent eye for the game, sees the ice like a hawk from above, creates scoring chances and on-ice energy through taking advantage of puck possession and making the most of turnovers. Incredible work ethic will battle against larger players and isn't afraid to do the dirty work in front of the net does not possess the largest frame or a dynamic level of skating. However, he does boast a remarkably high level of hockey IQ and a deep understanding of the game. There is something left to be desired, having observed his individual skills, such as puck handling, foot speed, and decision-making. For a prolonged period of time, there is definitely room for improvement in the small areas of his game. All in all, Merkley brings a medley of skill, smarts, and work ethic to the table, making him an invaluable asset as a center. I mean, look, the Devils
1: Devils have a lot of center depth. Uh, but, you know, he's, he reminds me, and... I was gonna say he reminds me of a player, but I, that's not fair to him. So he's he's actually- similar to Mikey McLeod. Like you know how Mikey McLeod's built. Yes. You know how we saw him in his first game, on his first game on Arizona on Saturday night. Looked really good. He did. That's the best he's looked in the NHL. Anytime he's been called up, he was strong on the puck. Looked confident. Really good on faceoffs. Got two assists. Really, really dynamic player. He looked really good. But that's because he's progressed. Yay. He, you know, the thing is, real quick, After just a quick side thing. People need to lower the expectations. Don't expect these kids to come in right away and be off the charts. There's a reason why it's called drafting and developing. Mikey McLeod went under Travis Ajax's wing, learned about playing center, and it's paying off. And that's what happened. That The same thing can happen with Merkley. He could come in and be like that.
0: And at the same time, you got to think about, I know there are people on Face, not Facebook, but uh, Twitter that I was talking to another person who I used to do a podcast with um, goes by the name of Mike Rossetti. And he goes, well, why, why are you, why do you think, they have a better offense without Hall. I mean, they, they can't score without him and this and that. Listen, if there's a guy that's the a team down and not having chemistry and he doesn't want to be here, fine. But they looked a lot better the last two games. I'd rather take those two games, get at least an average of two points every two games versus none of those points from having him there
1: yeah I mean i I you know you, you could i you and I were in the same debate with somebody over the weekend. I agree the result wasn't there in Colorado, but they played fast, they played attacking, they played as a team. They did the same thing on Saturday in Arizona, and that's what you want. You want them playing as a team. they were looking too much. To get the puck to Taylor Hall all the time. They were expecting him to do everything. Yeah, it's great if you're Nate McKinnon and you can do all that stuff. But also, he yeah, it's two linemates that can get him the puck. But Hall was playing with two good guys, too. He didn't want to be here, and you, can, and you know it, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. He did not want to be here. And it affected his play on the ice. I guarantee you, you see a different Taylor Hall in Arizona.
0: And that's the only reason why he will succeed with a gr- different group of guys and a different coach and a different GM. Um, there's, there's actually a couple of uh, verified people that just uh, got retweeted by Corey Massasac. So first one is Pierre Lebrun uh, 26 minutes ago. There's a hard first round pick. Uh, in the Hall trade plus another conditional first round if the Coyotes re-sign Hall and win a playoff round. The conditional pick becomes a third round if neither of those things happen. And a second round pick if one of those things, two things happen. Then the second one is Catherine Silverman. She's got a uh, a blue check mark. She, me- she mentioned in her recent tweet, Arizona Coyotes blue line prospect Kevin Ball, six foot six, two twenty nine pounder. But instead of bone crushing hits, he spends his time honing his gap control, stick work, and skating. Scott Wheeler, another check mark person, puts down Schnar, Merkley, and Ball are all interested, all interesting for different reasons. But none will be the stars. Merk Merkley's already a tweener. Ball has progressed more than I expected. He would and Schnar probably becomes a depth forward with size. Devil's had a hit on that first rounder.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's prospects. This is what you expect when you get prospects. I mean, they're not all gonna be great. Now look. We could all get killed, and then we could. Everybody could say the devils didn't get what they want wanted, and then these guys could turn into good players in the National Hockey League. Because if I remember correctly, when Don Sweeney took over, was it 2015 in Boston? Something like
0: that. 2015, in, in 2016.
1: Edmonton? No, no. When he took over in Boston, that draft where they had three first round picks in a row, it was Senegin, DeBrusque and it was somebody else. He got killed for taking these guys. And they said, oh, yeah, only two of these guys are panning out. Well, guess what? Seneshin's been up and playing well. The other guy's been up playing well, and Jake DeBrusque, we know what he's doing. So, you got to wait and see. It's a wait and see kind of thing. And, you know, it's – you know, it's (laughs) – it's a good thing that they got rid of them because I said it, you said it. Our buddy Alex said it. The the team checked out on the coach. He checked out on the team
0: in training camp. And, and I have to say, you know, I was talking to Alex Chavancy of, uh, of the devil's army blog. And he did tell me, you know, the, the devil's players did check out on Heinz uh, in October. And it seemed like after, you know, Heinz was, you know, canned, you know, hall was still holding the locker room down. I mean, even after those post games, you could see that, you know, eventually he was going to get sat out. So I honestly feel like, you know, the, Pastures are going to be much greener. I mean, going forward, I'd rather like kids like McLeod and Bastion and all them, you know, get their licks at at the big league level here in New Jersey. Because, you know, there's a reason why Ray Shiro drafted them in the first place is to get them, you know, to play center wing and bring size, speed, skill, grit, talent, uh, some guts you know, it it takes time to build a winner. And I know people are sick and tired of the rebuild of a rebuild. But, you know, you got to condoize the situation. And uh, when you condoize it, you basically find ways to make the team breathe better and become more successful over time.
1: Yeah. And it's... Sorry, I'm just texting with somebody. While I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. Look, it, Corey was on um Vancouver radio this morning, actually, and, and he even reiterated the point that you just did. Yeah, it's the, in the fifth year of a rebuild. But as I've told everybody, and as my buddy Greg Shaw and I got into it with somebody on the Devils, a couple of Devils fan boards. You have to go what have I been saying all along? You gotta go through the misfit toys to figure out what you have, what's good and what's not good. As you and I discussed, an idea will be maybe on one of our next episodes or whenever it is, you're gonna look back from two thousand three till about two thousand fifteen, sixteen, and look at all the draft picks the devil's had and all of them that are not doing much outside of a handful of guys in the National Hockey League. That's the problem. That's why the team is where it is. And this is why they have to restock the cover.
0: And there's a reason why, you know, the Devils had, you know, promoted Gates Orlando to uh, director of amateur scouting and they promoted uh, Paul Castron to deal up to the next level up from that and there's a reason they believe in those guys in finding the best you know you know amateur and uh pro amateur scouting talent if that makes sense because you're looking for the next wave of players to hit on whether you draft these guys or someone else drafted those guys you have a book on them and you can hit on some guys that could possibly pan out to be you know really good devils players or really decent devils players that can, you know, be like a David Clarkson or a Clarkson two point oh.
1: Yeah, it's it would be you want to have a guy like I mean David Clarkson was great for this team. It's it's unfortunate like guys like Clarkson and even Scott Gomez, right? They go chase the money and they don't perform as well. Or like Gomez, he was a perfect devil. He was. He was a perfect devil in every other way, I don't blame him for chasing the money, but he fit the Devils perfectly. He's like Clarkson. He fit the Devils perfectly, too. You have to find those players that fit your system, because when they go outside your system, they may not perform that well. And like I said, Gomez is one of them. The Devils are starting... You can, you can slowly see it. The last two games, you can slowly see it. And Naz has done a great job. Coach Elaine Nazardine has done a really great job of of getting this team to buy into a team first mentality, you could see it. Even the celebrations with Paul Mary on that goal—it was something. It was refreshing. These, they're excited, and and they're going to be and they're starting to be fun to watch. Our old friend's going to be in town on Wednesday. Adam Henrique,
0: and it's going to be great to have that former Devil back. And-
1: right, it's going to be great.
0: And if if in a small world, you know and. Henrique wanted to return to the Devils. You know, I would welcome back with open arms because he did a lot for this franchise in that short amount of time. And besides the mustache thing, you know, I remember him when he made his debut. He scored two goals against Winnipeg, and I remember that was when he filled in for Ilya Kovalchuk. And you know, you get that's why you have these great draft picks, you know, really good picks that come in and they do the the gut that most players don't always get to do. And, you know, they build such a relationship, kind of like how Paul Mary has built a relationship um, with the Devils over time since he got traded from uh, Anaheim.
1: Yeah, uh, and he he'll be sticking around there for a while. And you know New Jersey, you know New Jersey's—they're moving in the right direction. That's that's the that's the big key out of all this is that they're moving in the right direction, they're and they're playing better, and that, and that's the key—they're playing better. The whole thing is playing better, and and yes, and and getting your prospects to where they need to be. All right, Blake Spears, you know, people had hopes for him. But you know what? You could tell he was just going to be an an AHL player. He may work out in another franchise great. But if you notice that a lot of the guys that the Devils had that were drafted by Lou that got traded elsewhere have yet to see NHL action or were released from contracts or sent to the minors or whatever. So that tells you about all you need to know about that. As far as looking ahead, the Devils play – Wednesday night. Obviously, they're probably gonna roll with the same lineup as they did the last two games. Mike McLeod will be in. Blackwood will probably start again because you know you have to. That's um, pretty much that's pretty much the thing right now. And you're gonna see them the locker room. It's gonna be a a fresh a, a breath of fresh, of fresh air. air. I mean, exactly. I'm, There's going to be no more distractions. No more distractions. No, no more. Coach BS-ing. is gone. Coach is gone. The distracting players gone. It's now on you.
0: And, and everyone else's feet will be right next to the fire, the campfire. Maybe a little bit hotter because the hot cocoa is getting warmer and warmer. And uh, who knows if someone's going to get scolded on their way out. Yeah. I just had to throw in a holiday reference. Exactly. I mean, uh, Cat Friendly just updated. I just uh, refreshed it. Um, They did put in the 2021st of Arizona as a conditional. And I'm going to read this Mm -hmm. again. Um, Trade on December 16th. uh, Conditions. If Arizona's 2021st selection is in the top three, which means either win the Stanley Cup likely the the second runner-up or the one that falls short in the Western Conference. Uh, New Jersey will receive Arizona's first-round pick in 2021. Click to view full trade details. And then, so right now that pick would be the 22nd overall from December 22nd and uh, this it year's is top it 's
1: top three protected it 's top three protected so
0: the first round the
1: first round pick is top three protected
0: yeah, it can 't go can 't go no higher than fourth yeah so that means good luck with that part um however the uh conditional pick trade on today december sixteenth two thousand and nineteen conditions the third round pick can upgrade to a second if the coyotes win a playoff round or taylor hall resigns in arizona the pick upgrades to a first if hall resigns and the coyotes win a playoff round click to view full trade details so if that were the case it would be round 3 um 64th overall from the original owner being the coyotes
1: so, there you have
0: it. So they could
1: they could get some. Uh... Look, they did well. You weren't expecting the moon. You weren't expecting the stars. You weren't expecting. I mean, everybody was. Um, everybody was, you know, expecting top end prospects. You weren't going to get it. 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 Let me reiterate. When Sackic traded Shane when he had Nashville and Ottawa involved, he did it on his terms. When Stone went to Vegas, they had already been talking to Vegas. He wanted to go to Vegas from the start. So Vegas had to sweeten the deal. And and then he resigned there because he was going to sign a contract extension. It is hard to move UFA players that are just rentals who want to test the market. It really is. And... You could see it, but the Devils wanted to get this deal done. They wanted to get it done before the holiday freeze, and Ratio made it happen. And you can like it, dislike it, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is the Devils are, are moving in the right direction. Yes, you want a player like Hall, but as I've said from the beginning, and I've watched this team for a long, long time, a long time. Especially since Lou's rebuild. Since Lou's rebuild, even before Lou's rebuild. In, but when Lou first took over this team in 87, I watched the old tapes. I grew up on the 95 team. I grew up on the 2000 team, the 03 team, the 01 team. All, i seen it. The Devils play systematic defense. They play as a team offensively. They've never had a big-name superstar offensively that drives it all. They haven't.
0: Defense is the name of Devils hockey, and it is going to be part of it once Ball and Smith join this team next season together. Um, I know a lot of the people, you know, usually are familiar with my work when I do the draft stuff. But I will tell you this, you know, the guy who's responsible for it now, I'm I'm, I'm sure it's one of the other Devils amateur scouts right now the the one who was responsible for signing Mitchell Holsher, the ones that was able to get Graham Clark and Nikita Ho- Hotyuk. And now that you have that connection there, those fingerprints made it a lot more easier to utilize a relationship and getting uh, Kevin Ball as that defenseman. I think, you know, a kid like that could certainly, you know, step up his game to the next level when he comes up to whether it's Binghamton or he comes up to the New Jersey Devils. You know, if he's doing an outstanding job in the off season in summer and he does it again, you know, all the way through training camp, then so be it because that's what your uh, destiny is as a player and uh, and the coaching staff whether it be Elaine Nazardine or somebody else, we'll find out who the next, you know, head coach will be long-term. Yeah. Um, and Sorry, uh, just
1: reading something. It's funny because, you know, the Bruins have been kicking tires on uh, Toffoli with the Kings, and the Kings play the Bruins next. So I wonder if we're going to have another scenario where a guy trade, uh, switches locker rooms before or after the game.
0: And I'm sure this sets the market price for uh, Ranger Chris Kreider. People say, why do you mention a Ranger on this podcast? Well, T- Taylor Hall is the bellwether. And he's the guy that basically is the biggest name on the market, or just was. And he just got off the market at the right time for the Devils. And this is kind of like the template for other teams with – other high-end players uh, that want to get moved before, you know, the February trade deadline. So this is kind of like the, the the exact barometer that they want to use.
1: Yeah. And look, you know, the other names, the other guys that have been kicking around, um, you yeah, know, and I don't know if I will pose the trigger with Pajot, but, you know, he's been hot. So, you know, a team like the Islanders are looking to add another score they could add Duclair, but he's he's found a home in in Ottawa. I don't know if he'll want to change the city again. I think he. I, I think that's his home for a while. Um, but you know, guys like that Kreider, obviously, Tofoley, um, you know, guys like that. You know, teams are going to be looking to add little pieces here and there to get them over the hump. Um, I do believe though um, that if the Devils and say, for instance, St. Louis was a team I do believe like a goalie would have been coming back in the deal. Um, everybody's harping on the fact they didn't get a goalie. Uh, you know what? Mackenzie Blackwood hasn't played a full season of hockey yet. And by the way, if he had a team in front of him who could play defense and maybe score, he would have a little bit more wins to his record. He's kept them in a lot of games that they should not have been in.
0: And there were points where, you know, he did get lit up against Buffalo's couple times once in relief and well twice in relief rather and it is it's not always you know gone right in certain times but you know he's he's starting to learn what all the bumps in the road are like at the nhl level and he's only a young 23 year old goaltender so there there's a point in a goalie's career where you're not at that point you're going to be like a tuka rask or you're going to be like how how would ever I compare another young player? Maybe Carter Hart at this point.
1: Yeah, I I mean Carter Hart. I mean yeah, you could. I mean Carter Hart definitely. I mean Hart's been, you know, he's been a back. He's he's the guy in Philly now. I mean him and Elliott have been splitting splitting starts. Elliott on the road, Hart at home. But Hart's the guy. You could see it. I mean I would compare him even more, almost to like a hell back in Winnipeg.
0: And and you know, it, it goes to show that, you know, once we find the right backup goaltender for Mackenzie Blackwood, he'll ha- and he has that great number two. You know, whether it's Jill Sen next year or it's somebody else or Eric uh Cormier, I mean, who knows?
1: Yeah, and you know, you know, Cormier's still up and that, what does that tell you about Schneider? I mean, somebody pointed out that, you know, Binghamton was in Texas to play and he was the closest guy to get there. I don't buy that for a minute. Um, I believe that Schneider, I don't think they trust him anymore. And I think they're just going to bury his contract in the the minors. And I
0: believe, you know, when you think about those guys that are in the minors, they take time to develop. You can't rush certain players. Some players don't always go bang, bang, bang in their development years. It's it's all about the learning curve, and people are different from others. And whether it's business or is it um, just playing the game, it's learning it at the same time to become a better professional. And you did talk about DeBrusque, and he's one of those really good meat and potatoes guys that the Bruins really hit on. Um, hopefully, some of these kids that the Devils acquired today um, can certainly be the backbone for this team going forward.
1: Yeah, uh, look, they got they got a lot of nice pieces, and and you could see Nasraddin is starting to put them together in the right mix. You know, uh, that that young line of Wood and McLeod. The other night they've played well together. I like what they've done there. You're putting two big bodies together. You know you got um, Hughes playing with Simmons. That's smart. You know everything is now completely flipped around because you know Hall's no longer there.
0: And and you, and, and I and go ahead.
1: And I'm thinking. You know, it's missed, just This might be my wishful thinking and my hope, but maybe you give Nate Bashin a shot on Wednesday. I'm all for it. Why?
0: And, and right. I'm in with the uh, Beer Baron's favorite guy, Mikey McLeod, and bad boy, Miles Wood. Why not? Right? I mean, you'd have three bad boys at it. And having Wood being a physical, speedy guy, and you have. Mikey McLeod, being the fast, edgy, smart guy that can certainly play with a guy like Wood, and maybe a guy that can use his cajunies to block shots, kind of like a manscape deal. Yeah, make it nice and smooth.
1: Make it smooth. Transition, but smooth. uh, yeah. but uh, you know. It's uh, it's funny because it it just makes sense just to have him up there because I think that would be you know be good for M- McLeod especially but you ain't know, go Wood Ashton and McLeod and you think all right that's a tough line to play against I don't want to play against that those guys um uh, by the way I uh, just saw uh, saw a tweet um online uh, Jimmy Murphy Boston Hockey now is listening to TSN your boy six night. 690 in uh, Montreal, Pierre Maguire on TSN with Melnick in the afternoon said, and I quote, the devils are not done dealing, Ooh. end quote. So um, take what you want. I believe that I think guys, there are a lot of guys that are in play, um, which could still be in play. Um when doubt Simmons would be in. When I, I would think Simmons would probably be in play. Maybe a guy like Vatnem
0: might be in play too. I think I um, think you're right. I'm actually clicking on that w.tsn.ca backslash radio Ottawa. Uh, I'm not sure if I can exactly get the feed, but it says Panthers are one of many teams vying for Hall. That was ten hours ago, but I'm sure now that he's off the table, I think there there's going to be a lot more to hear from uh, when guys like Wood or um, Voden are starting to make teams more appealing to them. So, but I think Miles Wood, you don't need to really trade right away, but he'd be a good keeper of a piece on the bottom six.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been solid on, uh, He's been solid, you know, uh, line. It, it's going to be interesting now, you know, because, you know, Zach is now your number two center uh-huh. behind he's here. I mean, really, it should be Hughes. Hughes is your number two. So, if you think about it, now that the top line is – and there's no, hole, no more hole on the top line. Bo-quist. So, if we could go back. Boquist is there. So, he's looked good. So now you got Boquist with with Heath, Sheer, and Palmieri. Solid line. Now, again, the guy is in a position to succeed. As I was talking about, if anybody saw my uh, Instagram and Twitter the other day, I was in a conversation with Sean Simpson at TSN1200, who I want to just reread. The, I just want to read this to you because I believe you made a comment on it. I got to scroll through a lot of things. Because I, I put I a lot of a stuff lot. out over
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um. Where is it? I'm trying to find it now. Oh, here we go. So, um, Sean Simpson put out, you know, he said, why would Shiro trade Hall now? After missing Sub- missing on Subban, Simmons, and Gusev, along with seven spotty draft and coaching change, he can't risk injury to the asset. I asked him, are you calling Gusev a bust? Not properly placed when Hines was there. He's definitely played better with Zajac and Coleman. Getting Aliash record with Goose had help. Also, this team isn't any good, my opinion, though. Uh, he told me great points and agrees. I said, thanks, Sean. And, you know, also Simmons is a high – I told him it was a high-risk, you know, low-risk, you know, high-reward kind of thing. One year for 5000000 million isn't a big deal. They don't need to bring him back. As for Stuban, he's definitely lost a step. But maybe this frees him up a little bit more because you could definitely see him as a little bit more confident um, Friday and Saturday night. So I think I think it's all good. And also, I also mentioned the fact that, you know, I compared Subban to Carlson, and the fact that, you know, in Ottawa, he had Mark Mathon on his left side just to play defense. Here they got nobody to do that because their left side's weak. The best they've been able to put is Vaughn in, but it's hard. You know, they're just still trying to figure that out.
0: I honestly think if a team wants size, skill, veteran leadership, and they also want a defenseman. I mentioned this team before, but they should have the Montreal Canadiens calling the New Jersey Devils back now because Vatanen's available. They can have him help on the right side. You can also make it easier for Shea Weber. Um, having Wayne Simmons being that big fit, you know, I know you cover Boston with Boston Hockey now, but you also have uh, a good... Uh, feeling of possibly he could go to a team like Montreal or Boston.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and like you said, the other guy that came up in talks, I was talking with Zig the other day, Zig Focasi, x m you know, he mentioned about how he likes Paul Murray's game and he thought he'd be a good Bruin. And we got, we went a little bit back and forth there about, you know, I said, oh, yeah, that's a possibility. I could see it. He could fit well with Krejci, but I just don't see him leaving New Jersey because I think he's found his niche there. I just don't think he wants to go back to another Anaheim situation where he was like, you know, oh, could he play first line? He was up in a the first, then he was down a the second, then he's back at a third. He's found his knack with New Jersey. I mean, he had definitely could help the Bruins, especially on power play and, you know, getting Krejci another sc- a score, but I think I think he's found his home in New Jersey, and I think I think they just clicked together.
0: And I also, oh, I was listening to Beer Baron on the Let's Go Devils podcast, and I have to agree with him. It's going to be really hard to uproot a guy like him, you know, with the Jersey roots, Montfield boy. Um, although he's born out of uh, New Jersey in New York, but he spent his he's most of his life in New Jersey, and he's a true Jersey boy in that sense. And he's done a lot for the. Uh, the Paul Mary, uh, army 21, uh, the military and, uh, doing those fundraisers and having all these special promotions, uh, throughout the state. And then PK Subban has done that blue line thing, you know, in New Jersey and yeah. Blue line buddies. Yeah. And having a guy like, you know, Paul Mary making it easier for a guy like that to do stuff for the devil's community. You know, it's, it's hard to just switch up and go to another team. I think that's a lot harder for Ray Shero to, to stomach as a business guy, but it makes sense to keep him here, especially I'm sure there are season ticket holders listening to um, this podcast right now that when you have someone that is a player that gives back to the community, reinvest in them because you pay their salary and everything. It's great to have these players that keep on giving back even like the players in St. Louis that did the same thing with uh, Layla Anderson.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you want these players to give back. You know, they're doing a great job. I think, you know, the biggest thing, you know, with Subban is, and it's not a knock against the guy. It really isn't. I like what he's done for the community in Newark and all, all his, his branding. But I think he needs to worry about – um and, and it's not really the brand. I like what he's doing for the community, all that stuff. But I think he needs to worry about less about his brand and more about playing hockey on the ice because I think it doesn't matter how much time and effort you put into the gym you if if you lose the speed and you lose the pace and you can't keep up with the pace of play anymore it doesn't matter what you do in the gym you're never getting it back yeah. and I think he still and I still think he has a lot of hockey left to give and it could be an adjustment it, it it maybe it is an adjustment like what Pavelski's going through in Dallas he's he's in a you know he's in a new city new team new system and I know people are like, "Well, you know, it worked out well in Nashville. Well yeah, because Nashville had it was a different system. He just flopped right in and did his thing. here, he, and he had Ellis and he had Eckholm and he had a couple other guys in the, on, on that blue line that you know he, he wasn't the man. Here he's the man. And maybe you know that is the spotlight theres too is a little hurt, doesn't help him. Regardless, I think you're going to see him free up a little bit, I think there's just so much pressure on you know him to perform and because again expectations and I think that everybody needs to lower their expectations to what realistically what this team is and you know maybe they can start rolling maybe they start putting wins together maybe they start stringing stuff together, but as it stands right now you know they're going to be looking at another lottery pick but The distraction in the locker room is gone, and that's the most important thing.
0: And the most important thing this holiday season is for our listeners to know that the Devils are doing the right things, getting the details corrected, and having the draft coming upon us. You know, I had another one of my coworkers say, the team's too hard to watch. I said, you know, let me put it this way. Hines is gone, and I mentioned Hall's going to get traded. Now he's traded. I'm going to tell him next time, or you listen to this podcast, listen in closely. There's no more distractions. If there's any BS, those players are going to get moved, and there's no reason to not hold other people accountable. And this is going to be a locker room that's going to become a brotherhood once again. They're going to stick for one another. And having guys like Bokvist, Brat, Heisher, Hughes, Goosev it's time to play as a family and keep giving back the gift that keeps on giving, which is being a team and playing as a whole.
1: Yeah, exactly. Playing as a whole, playing as a team. And I keep emphasizing Colorado and Arizona games over the weekend. They played as a team. And that's the whole thing. The Devils are playing as a team. They got to get back to playing as a team. You know, people could say to me, well, you know, they had Eliash. You know, uh, they they traded for McGillney. He's a big-name player. Oh, what about Stevens and Niedermeyer? What about Brodor? All right, I'll give you Brodor. I'll give you Stevens. I'll give you Niedermeyer. (laughs) Eliash, Arnott, Sikora played well as a line again. McGillney was good. Lou brought him in because Gomez needed a scorer. And they, those guys worked magic. And coming to New Jersey saved the second half of McGillney's career. And he was already a Hall of Famer, but he got his cup. But they also had a team element, those third and fourth line guys. They weren't always relying on the top line of score. Yeah, they come through because they were good at what they did. But they had the grinders, and they played as a team, and they were all about team. It was never about one guy. Yeah, Marty was the man. But they all talked about how it was. they thanked their teammates for doing this and thanking their teammates for that or my linemates for this. It wasn't about me, 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 me. And that's what Taylor Hall was about. It was about himself looking out for number one, which, you know what, that's fine. But you have to make it clear from the beginning, as we've said all along, that you didn't want to be here. Because it showed on the ice, it showed in your play, and when you struggled, it came out even further.
0: And this reminds me of uh, Angels in the outfield with Danny Glover. He, re- he was saying to his team after they completely like blew a game, he goes, you don't even play as a team, you don't even look as a team, you don't even lose as a team. And now this team is right. starting to like turn that around and – you know, when you change things up, I mean, you change the persona of how the team thinks, how the team philosophy is. You got to, like, you know, change the way, you know, the team processes things on and off the ice. And hopefully they dress better. They do things better together. They bond on the ice as a, as a group that sticks up for each other. And you know, you, you got to do this, especially with the Eastern conference and the metropolitan being such a stacked, uh, division, you, there's no reason to be slacking off. Um, I know somebody just wrote an article saying that this is an underwhelming trade and it's my editor in chief. Uh, I disagree. Um, I doubt we would get a Bowen Byram or Broberg or a Trocek or a Spencer Knight in this this kind of thing, especially after recent players that have been recently drafted. Um, It wasn't going to happen.
1: I want to emphasize again, it wasn't going to happen. They were not getting Byram. Again, two people I talked to said the same thing to me. Byron was not a part of any deal. So, get it out of your head. They were never getting an elite
0: defenseman. Not when you have a guy that doesn't want to sign right away. I mean...
1: Exactly.
0: It's one of those things... I I know I partake in the discussions of that group, but I always try and, you know, say few but mean more when I put in my input because... You know, if a player's not going to commit long-term, it's like, a it's like, you know, do you want an engagement ring and a marriage? Uh, you really got to have it in your heart and your soul. And if you really don't have the heart and soul to be there, it's not meant to be. So, yeah, it's kind of like that, uh, that relationship that's going sour with someone that you don't want to be with the near in the long-term. So why have it be that? And I'm glad that the... Devils moved on from Taylor Hall and I'm rather we have you know these young players you know over the next season you know bond together and stick together and play together and learn from each other and hopefully the next coach embraces them and they embrace that coach and the new coaching staff together and I know Jack Hughes will do a lot better now that Hall isn't around, and he can be the Jack Hughes of I, normal.
1: I I think I think that also is a big key right there. I think I think it now takes the pressure. I I don't I think I think the pressure was on Hughes to perform at Hall, and I think I think now Hughes can just let go and just be himself and just start skating and just start being being a man again. Now I will say I you know people are saying you know. Oh, it's a good thing that he's not getting loaned to World Juniors. He's done everything he can at the junior level. Well, I might have said this before. I'll say it again. He didn't play in the tournament at all last year. Outside of a couple of games, he was injured. So we really didn't see him on full display in the tournament itself. Now, granted, he's he's accomplished everything he can accomplish at the junior level. I get it, but just to give the kid confidence in his ability and his game, it wouldn't have hurt.
0: And Jack did make it clear that in one of the skirmishes, especially, I believe it was with uh, Matt Laughlin, he said to him that, you know, I didn't even think about being loaned to Team USA for not even a second. And he said right away that he was focused on playing for the devils and, you know, putting nothing about the name on the back, but the logo on the front. And that's the Herb Brooksian mindset that this kid has. And when you're dedicated to the team that has employed you from the day you were drafted, this is a special thing for me, not only as a podcaster, as a fan, This is like having that, you know, child of yours grow up and show a full commitment to that family that is part of you for the next lifetime.
1: Yeah, and
0: I like his mentality. Yeah, again,
1: he didn't have the mindset. Nasruddin said the same thing. He wasn't getting loaned. It's fine. It was just a suggestion because, again, to give the kid confidence because, you know – you see it when the, the, these scores aren't putting the puck in the net or going through
0: droughts and stuff. And so um, right now with the 2020-2021 uh, offseason looming in, on July 1st, uh, this is what the UFA-RFA situations are going to be. So Wayne Simmons is a free agent. Uh, Hayden I don't see coming back one bit. Uh, brown no. I I'm signing long term on a on a three year deal or at least two years. Um, Kevin Rooney, I don't want to bring back. He can go into the AHL or go elsewhere. Um, nothing against you, Rooney. Um, Andy Green's likely going to retire. He's a UFA. Um, if Sammy doesn't get get traded, I look forward to resigning him for another year or two. You know, especially after uh, getting hit in the head a couple times this year. Uh, I said about Mirka Muller once before and again, I don't see him coming back as a restricted free agent. Um, Cormier is already extended through 2021. He's, yeah, 2020, 2021. Blackwood is going to get at least two to four years as an RFA with a few Years of free agency bought out.
1: Yeah, so I mean they're they're pretty much set. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who they go after goalie wise in the market, which we can do for another day. Um, but again, those just hopping on and been with us. They're calling in from anywhere. Just to recap, Taylor Hall goes to the Arizona Coyotes in a trade. Uh, that sends Nick Merkley, Nate Schmaltz, uh, Kevin Ball, conditional first-round pick, conditional third-round pick, Devils retain some salary, and Blake Spears goes to Arizona. That's the deal, and it's a fresh start for New Jersey. And
0: don't forget Nate Schnarr. So
1: yes, Nate Schnarr. Yep. Yeah.
0: I, I was like, hold on a second. You forgot one more guy.
1: I think I I think I I think I said I think I said him, but I might have mispronounced his name. So, but yeah. yeah so it always a lot happens. of pieces, four to five pieces exactly. Four to five pieces went here, and you know Taylor Hall is now an Arizona Coyote, and that's the breaking news of the day.
0: And soup du jour basically got pretty warm today and pretty pretty bold, kind of like a nice sharp cheddar. Uh, with broccoli and potatoes and leeks, it's it's a very good uh, day thus far. I mean, sure, it's a foggy day in New Jersey, but it doesn't feel like that when you trade a guy like Taylor Hall to improve your future. No. The return on no, investment, right.
1: investment is right. Return on investment is right. It started out as a slow morning, quiet morning. And it turned into a big, big day. And apparently Tyler Hall is going to wear 91 in Arizona.
0: 91? Really? Yeah. i never thought about that. That's. I guess he wants to sound like he's better than uh, Jesper Boakvist. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what his reasoning is. But <laughs> it's. I think he could have worn number four. But I don't know if you can wear number four in Arizona.
1: Oh, and uh, um, by the way, um, just a little bit more since, since, you know, it's breaking news kind of day. uh, Joel Frabri of the Philadelphia Flyers will get three games for his hit on um, Matthew Perot in last night's game between the Jets and the Philadelphia Flyers. So I just want to throw that in there. Just a little bit more newsworthy notes of the day. Three games, very very reasonable. But, again, the Wheel of Punishment spins – it lands where it lands, and there were some guys, aka Brendan Lemieux. Not to pick on the Rangers, but he had a a a flagrant elbow, shall we say, to a head of a Vegas goal Knight, and he only got fined. So
0: there needs to be more than that, that. just a fine,
1: especially exactly.
0: If, especially if you're trying to eliminate if, net shots.
1: If Fabry got three games for a late hit for interference, and and he got nothing. I mean, like. You got that should have been at least a game, but anyway, again, Taylor Hall traded, Joel Fabry suspended.
0: It's a good day. It it just feels like you know a big weight has been uplifted from uh, Santa's uh, back a little bit, delivering a big gift for uh, Ray Shiro to open, and uh, who knows like what those gifts hold and we'll see over time what they develop into maybe i should have referenced maybe it's more like a more like a uh, a lab de- developing something interesting uh but maybe the way the team is being built it's just you know you got to build it young and having three players like that especially ball was one of my key guys the last few days yeah, I think he's going to be a really good player. I mean, people watch the world juniors, the U20s, the U18s. I know you're probably watching college football, I know football for college just ended, but um, I mean,
1: I mean, it's bowl season. I mean, big bowls happen on January 1st, a couple of the national semifinals on December 28th, some good games. But get out there and watch the world juniors, please. It's a... uh, uh it's a, it's a good tournament to watch.
0: It's gonna be Team USA starts off playing Canada. They play um, Germany. Uh, the other part goes to uh, Czech Republic. All seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's in the preliminary round. So, if anyone's wondering, uh, NHL Network usually has a feed, and sometimes Reddit, you know, gets you like. Uh, NHL
1: mean, network, NHL network will carry all the games for team USA and then all the metal round games as well.
0: And it's, and it's always a great time. And, you know, there's going to be some, you know, prospects that the devils have that will likely be in the tournament. So keep an eye out for Canada, keep an eye out for team USA and, you know, a couple other teams out there. Um, we we would like to get this uh, podcast wrapped up soon. Um, I yeah,
1: I think I think I think we could put the finishing touches on it,
0: and I think we need to put a bow on it. And uh, yep, and we need to also not only say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, Happy Holidays, Festivus, Festivus. Festivus. Festivus don't forget the Festivus pull. Uh, yep, don't, easy on the eggnog, everybody. Easy on the eggnog. Don't 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 over. If you're gonna drink and drive, get an Uber or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. don't drink and drive, please. And stay at your buddy's house. Please. That's what they're there for.
0: Yes, and or or book an Airbnb or something, but please like, yeah. please be responsible. We're we are good people. We just want the world to be a great place and uh when you're on Twitter, please don't troll others.
1: Yeah, that's not nice. Especially the ladies out there, females, you know, don't do that. You're better than that. Don't Abby. be, don't be like that. You're definitely better than that. Don't be, uh, don't be, don't, don't be doing things, things to our friend, especially Abby, who we're gonna, I'm gonna try to get in contact with today, um, see if we maybe we can get her on.
0: Um, we're certainly gonna have to get her on, especially, uh, just with the reaction, maybe some reaction talk. Um, uh, have her talk about have her document what, um what not only what she wrote but how she felt about the the trade in itself. You know, this is probably the biggest blockbuster she's dealt with in her first couple of years since joining the Devils um covering for Andrew Gross.
1: Yeah. So I mean, look, it's a it's a it's a day you could be it could be a sad day if you really like Taylor Hall. It could be a great day. If you, you wanted to see the Devils to be progress. But you got to realize this. The Devils had to make this move. It had to get done. They could not bring him back. It, was, it wasn't it was – I don't want to say it was a cancer in the locker room, but he was a distraction, and it needed to go, and we wish him all the best. We do. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think Arizona – you know, Arizona is going to be a good team. They need scoring. Um, it's a good fit. It makes sense. What they got back is some good prospects, some picks. It makes sense. And that's that's pretty much it. I think New Jersey is going to be playing their team game again. Devils have practice tomorrow, so we'll probably get a lot of reaction. I know Taylor Hall was going to speak with Arizona Media today. Um, I'm trying to get a feed to it, but I can't seem to find one. Um,
0: And from there. And I believe everyone should start um, following us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are basically all over the map and uh, we have listeners in Australia. We have Canada, the U S some parts of Europe, especially Sweden. Uh, We would also like to thank our listeners for supporting our podcast. And if you want to support us, uh, we are also on YouTube. So we're there and uh, go on our anchor.fm and bigheadsmedia.com page. Uh, you know, our podcast is on there and you can listen to our episodes on that website uh, by going to the Bigheads Heads Media uh, hockey part. Click there, Eastern Conference, New Jersey Devils. Uh, you'll see a logo that says the Jersey Joe corner. Click that. That's where you'll find us too.
1: Yeah, and I will be doing a write-up tonight as well um, just to cover our – just to recap the show, what we talked about. Um, It's all Taylor Hall, obviously, and the the breakdown of the prospects and the quick Joel Farabee thing. Um, And, you know, stay tuned for that. It should be out tonight, if not first thing tomorrow. And then, obviously, I've got some devil's things to work out. Also, do not miss – Do not miss. Predictions sure to go wrong every Thursday on Last Word on Hockey because next week I am covering the World Juniors, and I will be doing Team USA versus Canada, Finland, Sweden, all the big matchups. So if you want to waste some money, bet against me every time.
0: And I'm most certainly going to be covering those Team USA games, you know, looking at who who they play against. And see who the doubles can draft. That's that's the Jersey Joe way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um so I think I think we, I think we could we, I think we could put a bow on it. I think it's I think we can wrap this up. We just wanna like thank our sponsor, uh, Manscaped for Big Heads Media who sponsor this. They they do a phenomenal job with grooming products. Don't forget 20% off when you use the code BIGHEADS, all in caps. And, Devils, trade Taylor Hall, more reaction, instant
0: analysis on Twitter,
1: Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat.
0: Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. We got all that. We can uh, basically redirect you to uh, this wonderful site called Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts.
1: Spotify, where you can find all your podcasts, um, LinkedIn, I'll be posting it,
0: I'll post it up on Facebook as well, and uh, yeah. And we like to say thank you once again, Devils fans, hockey fans, uh, new listeners to the show, thank you, let's go Devils, let's go hockey.
1: Let's go Devils, let's go hockey is right, and also... Let's go, Team USA.
0: Team USA, all the way. Although we may have some disagreements in the comments below, but we welcome. That's okay. But we welcome that. That's okay. All right. That's okay.
1: Happy we welcome holidays. it. Peace. I bid you a fair adieu. Adieu.